life, sex, goals, and oh, hell knows, this is Midlife Craving. Let's talk about sex, baby. Actually, on this episode, we're going to talk about how there is no such thing as consequence-free sex. On that note, I want to say something. I found myself a bit unmotivated for this episode, and I think that's because this is not my normal content. When I was thinking of an outline and writing things down, I almost had like a mental block about what to discuss. You know, I I love talking sexcapades and telling hot tales and sharing sex tips and everything in between. And to be frank, I just, I really kind of am just ready for this HPV issue to be behind me. You know, I went to the doctor, I did all the things, I got clear margins, like let's move on. (laughs) Um, I'm kind of over talking about it now already, but It is way too important of a topic to not discuss. I can't wait to get back to my normal content, but this is important. And I want to be fully transparent throughout my journey and discuss it all. I don't always want to share this glorified highlight reel. But first, let's kick this episode off with my five-minute orgasm where I unload the latest in my life. And I want to add, like, I feel like I should start a new segment, uh, maybe titled, I don't know, I was thinking of different ideas, The Audacity Archives, uh, How to Write a Book on Audacity. I don't know. I just am thinking of ways because there's just so much audacity out here, okay? Like, let me tell you, if men have one thing... Women I know have it too, but goddamn, it is the audacity. I feel like DJ Khaled here when I'm like another one, but I talked to another guy from Instagram and although it was brief, I mean, honestly, I think the entire thing, the entire interaction had a lifetime about four hours, (laughs) but here's how it went. So the conversation is awesome. He was hot as fuck, and I totally felt DTF. He was a dom and saying all the right things. And you know what? I'm a sucker for that. And I was thinking, yes, I want to experiment in some play with him. He kind of got right to it and was like, hey, when can we meet? And I told him my next available day was like next Wednesday or something. I'm not sure. But he was like, okay, great. And I have said this before on the show. uh, I have a firm rule. No play on the first date. I'm not saying I'm not going to play on the first date. (laughs) I mean... It is still me, but I want the pressure off. I like the first meet to be chill, friendly, flirty, and fun. (laughs) I want to set the expectation that there won't be play because I don't know. I just, I don't want there to be any false hope. I don't want to disappoint anyone. And by the way, I always do this in advance. It's, I think it's something I learned in the lifestyle, you know, like no play on the first date you know, set the expectation now so that there's no pressure during the meet. And I don't know, I just kind of like to stick with this plan. So of course, you know, I tell him, hey, full disclosure, I don't play on first meets. And his immediate response was, oh, that's going to be an issue. And at first I was like, is he joking? But then he went on to say that he goes, you know, I only meet to play and it would be torture for me to sit across from you at a table and not be able to indulge. I'm like sitting there reading this. And then he says, you know, in fact, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. And I'm like, you wouldn't wish what? Like what on your worst enemy? A first date? What the fuck? And let me tell you something. This is where my strength and willpower came into play. 
I am not going to be intimidated, nor am I going to go against my boundaries that I've set for myself in order to raise the bar in my life. So I swiftly responded and I was like, no worries. I understand. Wish you nothing but the best. He wrote back like some paragraph about how, you know, the opportunity is always there to say no and blah, 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 but he doesn't like to be teased, whatever. And I just blessed, blocked, and released. I know Zach said in the last episode, you know, Adrian, be a bitch, but it's just not me. And I actually feel like a bitch for blocking, but I can't deal with that shit anymore. Nothing he says or does is going to change my mind. So thank you for showing me who you are. Have a nice life. I swear to God, too, I had like these he's married vibes. I don't know. I just got those vibes and... I fucking will never do that again. I mean, saying that you only meet to play, that's that's just crazy, right? I don't know. I mean, I guess some people fall for that, but I, that's just so much pressure. I can't – and what if I'm not into him? What if he's not into me? Then what do you do? You know, like, oh, we're here to play. Like, fuck that. Like, there should always be consent. There should always – and you have to fucking meet a person before you decide whether or not you're going to let them inside of you. Ugh, I just – man, I tell you. <laughs> And, you know, I know I spoke in my last episode about how what I'm looking for is so rare. I want the filthy. I want all the fucking. But I also want respect, decency, kindness, hardworking, handsome, humorous. I mean, (laughs) go on and on and on. But, you know, I got to go through this bullshit. Sorting through all of this is just going to be part of the process for me. I can say that I am proud of myself for recognizing who I am and knowing exactly what I want and what I deserve. I'm also realizing that, okay, this is the first time in my entire life that I'm being truly healthy. When I got married, this sounds terrible, but I feel like it was just part of the motion. You know, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Get married, have babies, live happily ever after, blah, blah, blah. And when I got out of my marriage, I felt like I was so desperate to find safety. All I wanted, I mean, my life was spiraling and out of control. And I felt like my life had been a lie in my marriage. And I just wanted that security, safety, and love. And Prince Charming immediately felt home to me. And I jumped right into a relationship with him. And I don't have any regrets with that. But I really had no business being in a relationship at that point in my life. (laughs) I'm finally now, just now, you know, at the age of 40, taking the time to heal. I know what the fuck I'm worth and exactly what I want. So thank you. Next. All right, let's get this episode started. And I guess I'm really just going to talk about the last four weeks of my life. So I got HPV and you probably have too. I know when you read the episode title, you thought, what? No, I haven't. <laughs> but it the reality is, is if you're a sexually active person, you've been exposed. You've had it, regressed it, or you will be any of those above at some point in your life. You know, over 80% of sexually active people will have or have had HPV. I want to make it clear. I'm talking HPV, human papillomavirus, not HSV, herpes simplex virus, and not HIV, the human immunodeficiency virus. I'm talking HPV. Okay, I just want to make that clear. I feel like some people were, some people, you know, were like confused by that. They were like, "You got what?" I'm like, "No, it's HPV." Um, so, and this is important to talk about because there are no symptoms, there are no signs. 
That's why I'm saying a lot of us out here, we have it and we don't even know it. Uh, you know, and uh, to be really real, if you do have signs, usually it's in women, it is much later in the disease and cancer is more likely a diagnosis. So ladies, be sure to get your paps. It really is the only way to prevent that. I know I sound alarming and I don't want to be that way. It's just something that we all need to be aware of and manage it efficiently should you have a more of a persistent strain like I did. Furthermore, and what's kind of really nice about HPV is that most of us will never know. We'll never have signs and our body will simply regress the virus and life goes on. But for a few of us like me... And those with those more persistent strains, you have to medically intervene and get rid of it. I'm just trying to throw down some facts about all of this because the amount of people who sent me DMs saying, you know, that's terrible or thank God I never got anything. Also some, you know, you deserve it with the way that you live. You know, I mean, it's fucking wild out here. But in reality, there's nothing to be ashamed of. You're not scarred for life. This is not the end of the world. It's just something that you definitely have to be aware of and manage. I also want to note that if you're not mature enough to discuss and be open to sexual health, then you aren't someone that should be having sex. You know, I'll say it. I've said it once, I think like five times now, but there's no such thing as consequence. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I'm not taking this out. There's no such thing as consequence. <laughs> Free sex. <laughs> oh my god, I got to get back here. I have like a list of things that I want to say. But I want to talk about the risks, you know, knowing them and tending to your health. Mostly, you know, also protecting your partners, you know, at a bare minimum are steps that we all should be taking before we take it, literally. Oh, my God. I cannot believe I said consequence. Actually, I can. Like, that's fucking hysterical. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Get it together. Maintain. Okay. I know I spoke about my HPV experience some on the last episode with Zach, but Here's some quick cliff notes, all right? So I have my STD screening, which I do several times a year, but this one included my annual pap. And everything came back negative. Yay. You know, you get like the like text message and it's like, you have a result. I'm like, gonorrhea, no, yes. You know, syphilis, no, yes. <laughs> but then I got, you know, my pap smear results and it was like abnormalities detected. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> So what happened after that is I had a colposcopy where the doctor, you know, she looks at my cervix more closely and just takes a look at, you know, how abnormal is the area. Um, she uses the solution and she checks to, for, you know, that the cells are like highlighted under the solution and they also do like a little biopsy. So when I had this done, I honestly wasn't really worried. Uh, my doctor was like, I don't see much. And I was hoping, you know, the biopsy results would come back as low grade cells. And we could just wait it out, you know, wait for my body to regress it and my immune system to kick it out. You know, 90% of the time that happens. <laughs> but when my biopsy results came back, it said I had high grade cells. And I knew like, fuck, I'm gonna have to do something to take care of this. Even my doctor was a little bit surprised. She was like, I know this isn't the best news. She was like, you know, but we just we have to do something to take care of this. And I'm sorry. And it was just really nice of her to empathize with me. (laughs) But I worked with her. And the next step was what's called a LEAP procedure, where basically they go in and remove all the areas where the cells live in my cervix with an electrical wire loop. (laughs) 
It sounds gruesome, and honestly, it is, but I was put under, and I didn't feel a thing. I also had plenty of meds to get me, you know, through the weekend. It really wasn't that bad. Recovery, you know, wasn't painful. It wasn't hard, but it was a little interesting, okay? So not being able to wear a tampon or a disc really fucking sucked for me. I think that was the part that really got me down. Also, I haven't worn underwear in years, let alone a fucking pad, Uh, It was like 1994 middle school bullshit, you know, that honestly made me miserable. Uh, Luckily, you know, the bleeding and aftermath of it all only lasted a little bit over a week, but uh, that was a lot. I also, I wasn't prepared for the mental aspects of all this. I'm not going to lie. I was consumed with how this is going to impact me and my sex life. You know, the biggest being is that I can't fuck for four weeks. And that's not the end of the world. But I had also gone down this rabbit hole in the internets and read things like it can reduce your sex drive, which honestly, when I was thinking about it and I told my doctor, I was like, that might be a good thing for me. (laughs) But it can also impact your orgasms. And that was freaking the fuck out about that. I actually told my doctor, I go, yo, um, is this going to prevent me from having like those mind blowing orgasms? Like I'm nervous about that. I know your cervix is jam packed with nerve endings. I know it all plays a part. Like what am I dealing with here? And she was like, Adrian, I've never had anyone talk to me about that. I think you're going to be fine. But I don't know. I was in my fucking head about it. I was. I want to speak so candidly about this because if anyone find themselves in this situation, I hope that I can calm their fears and reassure them that everything's going to be okay. Now, I haven't had sex yet again, obviously. But let me tell you, a week later, I was definitely enjoying my clit-stimulating toys. Hey, Rosie. (laughs) And I was coming hard. I was actually a little nervous because, like, I was in my head the first few times. But now, you know, many orgasms (laughs) one week later – You know, I definitely feel like I'm good to go, and none of this had any impact on my ability to climax. And my drive, yeah, it's still raging. (laughs) I want to say something quick about orgasms before I move on. So my first one to two orgasms since the surgery, I was definitely in my head, and, like, I didn't come fully It's amazing how much that comes into play. You know, like everything has to match together, the physical and the mental. And I'm wondering, have you guys ever experienced that before? Like, is that just a female thing? Yes, it feels amazing, but it's not like, it's not like a full release. You know what I'm saying? So after I let myself go after the one or two times and I I was like, Adrian, stop. Like, you know, you can orgasm. It's okay. Um, And I stopped being so worried about on the, the impact of whether I would have any changes Because let me just tell you, the internet has so much negative things to say about the LEAP procedure. I was finally, you know, back to my normal mind-blowing orgasms. And I noted something. My most satisfying orgasm is when there's lots of buildup. I don't edge or have to stop. Uh, You know, I find myself wanting to finish at the same time as the guy when I'm watching porn. And I've actually like stopped myself, rewound, watched it again. And I'm like, oh, I lost a little bit. Like, cannot do that. And I have to like fully let myself go. And what's key and huge for me at the end of that orgasm is to have like those little muscle spasms. You know what I'm talking about? Like those like aftershocks. Oh, it feels so fucking good. And I fucking love that feeling. Oh, I just had to mention something about that with orgasms because I was was thinking about that. And I was like, has anyone else experienced that? Like men, like, is that a thing? Have you ever had like I don't know, like a mini orgasm. I know after having like four orgasms in a day, they get less and less, but I don't know. That was something interesting for me. 
So I went to see my doctor Friday and I got great news. My margins came back good and she said I was healing nicely. Oh my God, this is, okay, so I got to tell you, if I, I went to school for computer science and if I wouldn't have picked that, I would have definitely gone into nursing. I've always been like fascinated by the human body. Whenever I've had surgeries or, you know, procedures done, I'm always like, what does it look like? Can I see, like, even when I had my back surgery, I was like, uh, can I see the, like, wait, let me see what comes out of me. It like looks like crab meat. Anyway, this is, <laughs> but I was like, hey. I just, I wanted to see what it looked like in there. You know, when you have surgery somewhere in your body, you're like, oh, what does it look like? Maybe it's just me. I'm sounding very crazy right now. But I actually had her take a photo. (laughs) I was just like, I want to see what it looks like. And it just looked like, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, honestly, because you think like that whole area was burned. But it definitely just looked like it was, my cervix was healing, um, you know, that like new skin look or whatever. But oh my God, I'm, I'm fucking insane. <laughs> She's just, she answered all of my questions and it did feel really good to know that my margins came back good. And she also gave me the okay uh, to function normally in two weeks. So I, also talk to her about my fear of getting HPV again, because, well, that's possible. You know, I started the vaccine, so I have two shots left. I have one next month, and then I have my final one in January. But sex before then, yes, I could catch it again. Oh, also, I am taking these heavy-duty vitamins. They were $125 a fucking bottle. Oh, my God. Uh, it's called ProServe, P-R-O-C-E-R-V. And they are potent immune support, which is vital for regressing HPV. So, you know, I'm doing all the things. You know, I'm keeping it extremely real with my doctor. And I'm lucky to have such an incredibly supportive and understanding gynecologist. She's coming on the show soon, by the way. And I'm so excited about that. It was funny. When I went in to see her, I dropped her my card, my name, my phone number. I was like, this is where I live. This is what it's like. Like, please, please, please come on the show. I just, she's going to bring so much value. And I just... I'm really looking forward to that. But I discussed with her, you know, I have one particular person in mind that I have actually never told anyone about, nor will I ever, you know, I have to keep my own secrets too. (laughs) But I was like, hey, if I fuck him again, you know, like, can I give it back to myself? God, I mean, I don't know, like, how would you just like pass it back and forth like fucking tennis, you know? (laughs) Fuck. And she told me, she said, you know, Adrian, condoms do help, but they don't completely stop it. And her response was just really considerate. And she said, you know, Adrian, you can't live your life in fear. You have to go enjoy yourself. She definitely made the suggestion, you know, not to play until after my vaccine is complete, which is January. And there ain't no motherfucking way in hell that's happening. But she was like, listen, like, I'm confident you're going to be okay. You're doing all the right things. You know, we'll do your next pap, see and go from there, you know. I'm successfully managing my health and I'll take it one step at a time, but I'm not going to let it impact my, you know, life in such a detrimental way. But I don't know, like HPV is out there. It's everywhere. And I just, I'm like, I'm just so aware of it now. And I want to do everything I can to prevent it again. I really appreciated all that she had to say. And she's right. You know, I'm going to move forward and just manage my health effectively from here. Speaking of all of that. I got to admit, you know, I am a bit nervous to have sex again, but I think I'm going to be okay. I'm going to take it slow. I may even wait a little longer than the four weeks. I mean, it's not like I'm in a relationship and like me and him are just holding out to fuck. 
And when the time comes, I'll be with a partner who's aware and will start slow. That actually kind of turns me on. I love starting slow. Mm. But, you know, onward and upward from here, okay? (laughs) Actually, Cravers, I'm going to another lifestyle party next month, and I need your help. The theme is gone but not forgotten, a.k.a. dead sexy, which honestly is perfect because it's so close to Halloween. But, God, I need some costume ideas because I am completely stumped on this. Of course, everyone's like, you should be Marilyn, but I don't know. I want something original. I was even thinking like I should be like a blockbuster video, but that's not really sexy. But I don't know, just something that's gone. It doesn't have to be a person, gone but not forgotten, and in a way that I can make it sexy, but also I can't stop thinking about the comfort of it all, you know, getting it on and taking it off, stuff like that, because this is a lifestyle party, okay? Uh, If you have any ideas, DM me. Or email me, DM me on Instagram at midlifecraving or email me midlifecraving at gmail.com. And yes, I can't fucking wait. Like, I am so excited. If you go back to my previous episodes with Baywatch, when we went to our first party earlier this year, uh, all those like excited, you know, feels are coming back. And oh, I'm just so, so ready for it again. Like, it's such a cool environment to be in. It's a fucking blast. And I can't wait to see what memories I'm going to make this time. All right. So let's talk about how this whole ordeal has had me reevaluating my life. <laughs> that sounds fucking dramatic. But I don't know. It's made me take a really good look at my health. I think that's something we all do at this age. I mean, are you even 40 if you're not taking 10 different vitamins a day? (laughs) I swear to God, every time I'm like, more pills, more pills, you know, vitamin this, vitamin that. I've also been thinking a lot about this because one of the best ways that your body can naturally clear HPV is by having a strong immune system. And one of the worst things you could do for your immunity is have lots of stress. So let's talk about that. I was thinking back and I was like, wow, you know, Adrian, I've been sick six times this year. <laughs> okay. I haven't been sick six times. That's that's hard to say. Six, six times in the last five years. And this year, since turning 40, six times. And that's pretty fucked up. I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, what's what's happening? Like, why is this happening? I know I'm getting older, but I started to think about how, you know, I've always been someone that's go, go, go. In fact, you know, I've taken pride in the fact that I do everything myself. I run myself into the ground. And I don't know, it's this shit's not working. Okay. (laughs) I've always considered myself, you know, a shark constantly on the hunt, always wanting to beat any and all competition, be the best, always moving, never sleeping. And frankly, this shit's wearing me out. It's bad on my body and it's just not working for me anymore. I've slowly been making progress, and I've talked about this in a few episodes before, about how I'm starting to say no more. I'm taking breaks. You know, sometimes I'll come home from work and I'll just do nothing. And although for some fucked up reason, I feel lazy when I do that, but I know that my body needs that. I'm trying to have more downtime and focus more on this and taking a step back, really looking at my life in a different way and focus on making positive changes where I can. I, you know, spend a lot of time on TikTok and I see a lot of people talking about this as well. I feel like our society in general promotes this. It's like work, work, work. You know, they make the song about it. Work, 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 (laughs) work. 
hurry up, do it all, meet that mark, you know, get that promotion, hit those goals, appease everyone, especially moms. Moms, by the way, like that's the very real thing, you know, do it all, help everyone, be everything for everyone. And I'm fucking tired. Okay. Like, and my body's getting tired. They clearly, there's like some breakdown going on. And yes, I still have my goals and I'm not afraid of hard work, but I'm really trying to find balance. I wonder if you listening right now can relate to that. You know, the word balance, something I really haven't had much of in life. I'm trying to find balance in it all. And that's something I've failed to do so far. So I made a quick little priorities list just to like lock down and and see visually all that I'm responsible for, all that I have control over and where I can maybe make some cuts and find some balance. So, all right. So first and foremost, momming, right? Like that's my biggest priority, being a mom. And it always will be. Next comes work. And fuck, man, work is so crazy busy right now. But you know what? It pays the bills. I'm pushing for a promotion. And I just, I can't cut anything out work-wise right now. Then I have the show, right? You know, I podcast because I love it. I love this outlet and I love you guys. But, you know, it's another it's another job. Uh, it's another thing that causes stress when I have a deadline or my laptop breaks and I'm postponed a week or whatever. Um, so that's another one that's on my list. And then family. And I feel like family should go before this, but I can't, I don't know, this is where it fell, but I can't make it to all of the events with my family. There's not enough Saturdays. And I really do need to see them more, but it's really hard to find the time to fit all of that in. Then you have friends, you know, keeping up with them, texting, calling, events that they have. And I've definitely been saying no to more, especially with friends. And it's not because I don't want to, but it's because my body really needs the rest. You know, my brain needs the downtime. Another thing that involves is alcohol and drinking and all that stuff. And since I've had my surgery, I have not been drinking. I've really been laying low. And I have to be honest about something here. And I hate to say this because I love beer, but I've never felt better. And I've lost 10 pounds in three weeks. Okay. And there's a reason for that. I'm not out playing. I'm not drinking. I'm not eating bad. Uh, So a lot to be said for for that. All right, my next one, next priority is the gym. You know, I got to keep it moving, keep my mind right. But that's another thing, like another thing I got to fit into the schedule, you know, and it's it's tough. All right, and this should not be at the bottom. You know what? This list is not in any sort of order, but okay, fucking, you know, <laughs> fucking is still, you know, an important priority in my life. And I just, I can't, I don't have the time to put a lot of effort into that. I just really need to find that consistent cock in my life. But as I said before, I just got to go through all this bullshit. But I guess of all things, I don't know, because fucking such a good stress relief for me. <laughs> God, I'm all over the fucking place. Okay. In finding this balance and reducing stress, like something's got to give, but I don't know where, you know, fuck the shark in me wants to do it and devour it all. But I got to focus on my health. All right. So Cravers, I need a new spirit animal. And no, it can't be. I know exactly what you're thinking because I'm thinking it too, right? A rabbit (laughs) because of how much I fuck. But no, they go too fast too. So not a rabbit, but I need some suggestions. You know, what should I strive to be? How am I going to find this balance in my life? Also, I need tips, you know, I'm the one needing the tip now, (laughs) but how do you de-stress? You know, how do you reduce that in your life? 
I'll take any and all suggestions because I'm on a mission to focus on my health more. So send me an email, midlifecraving at gmail.com, or send me a DM on Instagram at midlifecraving. All right, cravers, I've got some homework for you. In addition to what spirit animal you think I should be and ways you suggest I can find some balance, (laughs) don't forget to send me your ideas for the next lifestyle party. That theme is gone but not forgotten, so send those my way. Also, if you're a fan of the show, please give me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to me because it truly does mean so much. I want to let you know that, you know, if you're out there and you have any questions regarding my experience with HPV, the LEAP procedure, how I communicated everything with my partners, any questions at all, please reach out. Sexual health is so important to me. I've said it a million times now, but get tested. Ladies, you know, make sure you get your paps. And if you can get the HPV vaccine, do it. Remember, men, you can get it as well. And it's not just for those under the age of 26 anymore. All right. I'm so excited because for my next episode, Katina is coming back. And we're going to discuss something we've come up with together during the trials and tribulations of life. And it's going to be really fucking fun and funny. I can't wait to share with you these wild stories, and you're going to love the phrase that we've coined. (laughs) Don't forget your homework cravers. Oh, maybe I'll even sweeten the deal for costume ideas. Like, okay, if you send me an idea and I end up using it, I'll send you some swag or some fun pics. Not nudes, but of the costume, you know, before everyone else sees it. Mm, I got to start thinking about that. You know, my eye's always on the prize. (laughs) 